<laughs> I thought I already did. Come on, you, Tony. Come on. Come on, you, Tony. Wow, new you Tony. you still got time. you still got time. Do Come it. On. Live from Van Halen's 1984 World Tour, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. It is your voice. Perfect. Nailed it. All right. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast is probably more excited about CCL play than, well, most of our listeners. On this week's show, we try to wrap our heads around whether or not players are being signed or being looked at or who knows. Are there, are there players? There might be players. Uh, we're going to preview the away leg of Toronto FC's first CCL match, talk about the Voyagers Cup, and talk about the CPL's place in the CONCACAF Champions League, and more. Now to this week's panel. Taking the reins of the land of tech this week, please say hello to Duncan. Happy family day, fam. Split. Mm. Our super sub off the bench from MLS soccer dot underscore backslash tilde Toronto FC can PL forward slash rights for everyone. It's gentleman Jimmy Grassi. No, I couldn't think of anywhere else I'd rather be today, guys. Aww. Aww. I genuinely seriously mean that. Aw, the warm fuzzies. Mm. Um, off having dinner or something. Uh, Mark can't be with us this week. And stuck on a train or something. Tony won't be with us this week. Goddamn. All right. Slackers. Seriously. Yes. Uh, as for me, I am excited about the return of CCL play, though less so about the standing out in the freezing cold part. So that may temper my excitement. I mm. think it'll be quite it'll enjoyable. It'll be it'll be oh, lovely. Mm, yes, yes. 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 Oh, oh yeah. The, the, the mm. scenes in well, the in the thin winter air are always wonderful around BMO this When time you peer through yeah. the windows, yeah, I'll mm -hmm. bet it is. You get to see a little bit of snow falling. It's so picturesque. I'll have you guys know that front row is not particularly warm, just so Aww. Do they give you blankets? Aww. No, we have to bring our own blankets. <gasps> you have to bring your own blankets. They do provide hot chocolate though, so I mean like it's Oh, oh wow. Well. Anyway, I am your host, Kristen Knowles, and now to our show. Provide your own blankets, like, please. Wow. Well, first up on the show, it is TFC Talk, where we talk about TFC. And welcome back to the TFC preseason of old, where things remain up in the air right until the very last second, and perhaps beyond, most likely beyond. Uh, the front office has done a lot of saying all the right things. Yes, you know, we have our eye on name targets and exciting players, and we really want to get players, and uh, we really want to sign some players. We're re really, we mean this. We so mean this. Um, they signed a few back in December or something. They're that's fine. true. That's true. It's a good point. Mm. Um, with anyway, currently all the talk has come to not very much. There's not a whole lot to show for it. Terrence, this isn't a knock against you. We're sure you're going to be delightful. 
However, um, so first up on the, we thought they signed them, but maybe not, is Joni M. So mm. our last show, and even last week, um, was basically a done deal. Joni M. was gonna was gonna join in on the team, and now apparently it's all fallen by the wayside. So oh. the, the striker for that other Independiente, the Argentinian one, apparently had a chat with his coach and is now gonna stay put. Yeah. Oh, must, that must have been like that was a very like heart to heart chat. I'm sure. Like, you stay here. We'll we'll give you a couple of a uh, couple of runouts off the bench. You know, you'll, you'll yeah, see some it'll be delightful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, instead, if we're looking at uh, if we're looking at South America, it's been rumored um, that the TFC officials, who are apparently racking up frequent flyer miles like crazy mm-hmm. in the last few days, went to um, to Monterey to watch uh, Tigres-Monterey match. Um, sure. And who knows who they're looking at. I personally have my eye on a Vargas so that they can stop scoring against us. Um, all you other teams looking at Vargas's, stop it. Um, mm, fair. And then, you know, everyone wants to talk about... Uh, who's that guy? That guy we didn't like last year, other than Vargas. Valencia? Yes. And Valencia. Yeah, and mm. Valencia. You know, mm-hmm. that's reared its head. Like, it's not happening. Are they nice. even are they even in Monterey? Yeah. Is there proof? Mm. Um, but it's again, so this this whole thing, just this alone, never mind the next thing we're gonna talk about, but this one alone already feels like the TFC of old. It's like, well, they might be looking, but he was signed, but he wasn't, and then, oh wait, who knows? Mm. You know, we talked about we talked about uh about Joni M uh, our last show and and again, seemed like a Good sort of like bench guy or second striker, whatever. Sure, why not? Like it was worth a shot. Didn't seem like it was going to cost a a ton of bucks. Probably, maybe. You know, not too old. It's always nice to get some youth into the team. I don't know, James. Yeah, what um, James? Yeah, what inside do you, scoop? What do you know? What uh, what happened? Well, I have no us? I have no particular inside information on all this. I think mm. I think assessing the whole sort of off season transfer. Um, machinations that have been going on. I think if you look at the additions of Simon and, and De Leon back in December, that was very much... That was their big move? That was what they... The, in those two additions, they addressed two of the spots that they thought going into the offseason needed to be addressed. Well, they also thought they mm-hmm. had a couple other players still kicking around at that point in time. Exactly, exactly. And so the... I think the Victor Vasquez move very much came out of left field. We were actually up at the training ground that day, and uh, they just sort of took us aside and mentioned, hey, this is going to happen. Um, and, the, you know, you guys have probably already talked about this a little bit, how as a club you can only you can only force players to do certain things. And if a guy's been a good servant to the team and he has an opportunity to, to do what's right for him and for his family, you sort of have to let it, that happen. Um I think on the heels of that, that uh, that meant that TFC had to accelerate some of the some of the scouting, some of the conversations they were having with a couple of these guys that we're talking about now. And then, you know, all of a sudden the Jovinko transfer talk starts to heat up. And I think if we try and encapsulate everything that's happened in this offseason, you can sort of look at it as Toronto thought they had done what they needed to do. And then changes that were sort of out of their hands to a certain degree ended up meaning that they had to do a lot more shopping than they sort of intended to do. And the fact that both those moves came in the middle of January, Vasquez early and Jovinko later, meant that 
you were sort of having these conversations at a time where it's particularly difficult to pry players that are important sure. to their teams away from their teams. And, you know, I think we can look at this whole sort of offseason as just another sign of how MLS as a league as a whole is very much growing up into the transfer market writ large the world over. Like mm. back in the day. It's messy. It's very messy. It's nanny, perhaps. It's uh, it's whatever you want it to be this time of year. And, you know, back back, you know, five, six years ago, MLS was a league that was very much shopping for guys who were out of contract or guys that their teams didn't need anymore. And there's a whole nother level of complications that come when you're actually trying to get quality players that can really add to your squad. And so I'm not surprised that we've seen the little hiccups that we've seen, whether it's uh, it's uh, Menendez from Argentina or whether it's Pozuelo from from Belgium, as we'll speak about. And, you know, you you would hope that uh, you're sort of keeping the irons hot in the fire if you're uncertain of, of whether players are going to be with your side or not. But I think I think those two departures in particular sort of caught everybody a little bit off guard and necessitated moving a little faster than you might otherwise have. Hmm. So, you know, this season has caught them off guard. Anything? Is it, does this just come down to, you know, Ali Curtis isn't comfortable taking his tie off yet? I, what, what's the problem? What's the holdup? Actually, have you seen Ali Curtis in a tie yet? I feel like I've only seen him in like business cash. Oh, no, he wears a mean tie. Does he wear a mean tie? Uh, see, that's that's the first mistake right there. It's the tie. Well, I, I think to that point, I think Bez Bezbachenko deciding that Columbus was the right decision for him as well just sort of added another to use a term that's become rather popular in the last week, a, a complexifier to this whole situation. Complexifier. Ooh. Yes, yes. Um <coughs> In the sense that Toronto very much thought that that they were set for this year. I remember when Ali Curtis was introduced, Bill Manning specifically said, like, we don't think the cupboard is empty. We think we have our roster pretty much set for the start of this season, and Curtis's remit is going to be to get his feet under him and spend the next three, four, five, six months sort of getting to know the landscape of the club and seeing what he can do to, to push what we're doing here to another level. And then all of a sudden you have two big holes in your squad to fill and you know i was at the cn tower for the kit launch the other day and we had a good chat with ali for about 20 minutes and uh you know john reported this in his piece but ali's only been to three places in toronto he's been to his office at the training ground he's been to his apartment and he's been to the cn tower yeah he hasn't even been to bemo yet and so he's been a busy guy I, i don't know exactly where he's been i don't know what conversations he's been having but you know the club is is putting in all the legwork that they can on their part. But, you know, transfers are, no matter how much you want something to happen right now, transfers are the sort of thing that they're out of your hands to a certain degree. And so you have to balance the need to bring players in now versus is it worth the cost? Is it worth rushing? Is it worth going off plan? Is it worth panicking? And I don't think I don't think anybody there is panicking uh, aside from, you know, a couple of TFC fans on Twitter. There are a few fans on Twitter panicking, yes. There is. Uh, speaking of panicking, um, since I do look at Twitter while we're doing this, I'd, I'm going to go with his account has been hacked or he's trying to say something different. So this is a tweet from Chris Mavinga like two minutes ago. Uh, it says, so far gone. If you're reading this, it's too late. Nothing was the same. Thank me later. More life and prayer hands. What the fuck? Huh. 
Um, okay, just go through that again. So far gone. If you're reading this, it's too late. Nothing was the same. Thank me later. More life and prayer hands. Mm. No sub or no... Uh, There's uh, nothing on his no. Instagram because I immediately checked that. And um, mm. I, I, you know, it sounds Mavinga-esque. Um, but... Uh, mm. If you're reading this, it's too late. Well, like that's a. I'm gonna keep an eye on Twitter as 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 we go through the show, but it's that's probably mm, a good idea. That's a that's a concern. <laughs> that's not a good. This is me with the concern. I don't like this mm. at all. Um. Yeah. All right. Okay. Moving Whoa. on. Mm. Um. So we'll talk about our next. Uh, bit of off-season, pre-season signing confusion. So the possibilities. Oh, Alejandro, Alejandro. So the rumor mill has been churning and going back and forth and up and down with the possibility. Sorry, the possibility. I do love this. I can't help myself. Of uh, Alejandro Pazuelo um, being signed as Toronto FC's third DP from Genk. Genk, not Ghent. That has been a source of some confusion. Yes, it has. It has indeed, which is why I'm emphasizing it for everyone. Gank. Um, That just sounds dirty. A little bit, which which is kind of why I think we should sign him from there. Um, So there was a lot there's been a lot of drama about the the player apparently wanting to be released from his contract that he had an option to get out and the team is like, no, no, no. You're signed. You made an agreement. Oh, I didn't know I made an agreement. Did I really make an agreement? You know, can I buy out my contract? And all these things happening. And so um, the team finally, uh, a few days ago, and again, it changes like every hour, literally, if you go online, um, that, you know, in January, they reached a valid agreement with him that he would stay until the middle of June. And then now his management saying that, oh, no, I want to leave now. And this is, you know, against their contract with him. Um, and, you know, it's not just about the money. It's about the commitment of the player to the team, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's it's he's their captain. So, mm. you know, that is kind of a big deal when your captain is like, ah, middle of the season, fuck you, I want out um, kind of thing. And then there's been chatter that, Instead of waiting until June, it looks like maybe they've negotiated for something to, for May. Oh, wait, maybe they've negotiated something for March. Like, again, it changes every second you're on Twitter. At the Gank game the other day, um, fans had a banner in the stands. And you know what? Good for them. Um, that's basically, basically said, no room for false captains. Glory to those who struggle to the end. Mm-hmm. So basically... Fuck off with you. I didn't know your Belgian was quite that sharp. I know, I know. I, I, one of my coworkers is Belgian, so she's been teaching me some Flemish and getting pretty, pretty good at it. Um, (sighs) Yes, thank Mm. you, Oliver Platt. Uh, Hi, Ollie, for uh, all the translating. Um, Anyway, it's, Mm. it's again, it, it feels, it feels very TFC, right? To be like after this player who, on the surface, you know, looks like. A pretty good signing you know he's 27 um he's got some solid skills again he was belgian player of the year he's he's, he's very vv-esque a little less string pulling maybe but has some has some you know inclinations in that direction um and everyone's like well vasquez wasn't a dp oh he should have been and 
you Could know, Tam is, Tam is nice. And also, again, he was a bit older and all those things. So if there was no drama surrounding this, I'd be like, sure, you know, sign this guy up. But for me, other than the hilarity of the drama that literally changes every second you blink, um, is... Is this something we want? Oh, and wait, and then, then the frequent flyer miles. Apparently the TFC officials went to New York to talk to the gank officials this weekend. I thought York. they were in Monterey, but apparently they were also in New York having this very important meeting um, about when they might or might not get him. I don't know. It's just, it's so... Fun. It is kind of fun mm. and ridiculous. No, this is the transfer merry-go-round. I mean, this is this is sort of what the silly season's all about. Is um, you can never get a straight story on what's going on. You know, you can never. You hear little tidbits that emerge here and are reported here and confirmed here or disputed there, and it's it's the way that it sort of goes all around. And I don't know. It's kind of fun that that we have all this stuff to talk about, but at the same time. Uh, it would be nice to actually have a team with, with games starting soon. At, at the same time, it's for me, it's, it's burning mental energy on something that that who knows where it's going to lead. You know, um, I tend to stay away from this sort of rumory stuff until it's official, just because it goes in circles. Yeah, what about the hot takes, James? What about the hot takes? I am well known build, for my build, hot takes. Build your brand. Yeah, all that sort of thing. That is very much what uh, somebody like myself who tweets, you know, two or three times a week is very much going for is Mm. just that sort of like come out with the hottest possible take with my unnamed sources providing me useful information in a timely fashion. And, you know, just trying to build the brand from there. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's exhausting. Mm. All right. uh, I just want to interject more about the Chris Mavinga thing. Apparently, he's listing Drake songs. If we were cooler, we would have known that. I'm happy that I don't know <laughs> that. I was, was that like a whole bunch of titles of different Drake songs? Yes. Or it was like one lyric of one? No, no, song? different different, different Drake songs ah, um, okay. or albums. It did occur to me that he might have been quoting something that we were unfamiliar with. Seeing yeah. how Chris so, is a man of individual tastes. But I mean, yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, Drake. <laughs> Nobody's really into Drake. Yeah, yeah. It's a, some <laughs> underground stuff right there. How are we right supposed there, to know yeah. that? Yeah. Um, I, I am content with my uh, lack of Drake knowledge. Mm. It's, it's quite all right. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that entirely. Yes. So, um, yeah, all right, Pozuelo, I, eh, you know, it's, I should be good. I think when he gets here, I, sure. So, but this is my question then. Like, again, should be good in terms of, like, player skills, age, all of those things. But there is that whole thing of this is a very mercenary move. Um, This is a captain leaving his team midseason for money, probably. He was also the target that Javinko's new team was chasing before they got Javinko. Um, So, you know, that, that... I, for one, am shocked that there is gambling going on in this casino. You know, if you're if you're really surprised that in modern football people are sort of more interested in money than than the loyalty to a club from you know five thousand miles away from where it was they were born, then I mean, like, met me, right? Mm -hmm. I appreciate the naivety, but um, and you 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 mentioned Jovinko. You know, why was he picking Toronto 
rather than wherever. Sure, and sure. Why is he now picking but he him? also wasn't. He was a Sorry, he was a little used bench player. He wasn't, uh, you know, the captain of his team that is leading his league and having a you know like back in two thousand seven. Sure, he, he was like at Juventus, saying just the eh. the the glory and all that sort of thing. And you, know, yeah, we got four decent years out of him. We'll get decent years out of Pozuelo until somebody comes along and uh, gives offers him, him a better offer. Yeah. Until until Such until Seba retires, and then he goes. There, there we go. Yeah, you can it's take Seba circle of in, life. Uh, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and the transfer Maybe. when we all continues to turn. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so does he fit your idea of a of a top flight DP? Like, does this not you know he's not the name guy that people. Hi, Bill. Um, had sort of thrown out there. He's no nanny. No, exactly. Mm. Or, or you know, or au pair. But um, is this, you know, skills-wise? Au pair's a good player. They, they, it's the, the Kansas defender, right? Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Where, where did he go? He went somewhere. Is he, where is au pair? Uh, he got transferred somewhere, did he know? I don't know. Whatever, move on. Columbus? Yeah. You guys talking about Ike? Yes, we I are now. Sort of. We were before, but we are <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's it should work. I think. I mean, you know, I can't say I'd really heard much of Javinko before I came here. Yeah. I hadn't heard of Victor Vasquez before I came here. Yeah, me either. You know, you've got to sort of trust in the people that are actually being paid to pay attention and scout things and use their analytics and all that sort of thing, and presume that they know what they're doing. And um, you know of captain and really good player in uh, a decent league. It's not like one of the world's best by any means, but it's better than MLS, I imagine. So hey, this, this guy should work. Yeah, I think this sort of speaks to that. You brought up the word yourself. He's not one of those named DPs. He's not a DP that's being brought over to sell tickets to the stadium. Which right, which is fine. You could make the argument that, that Jovinko was both a named player that was there to raise attention and also a guy who was supposed to contribute on the field. And if, if mm-hmm. Toronto feels like they're at a point where they don't need to worry about having somebody who's an attraction in and of themselves and the, that the only focus for this DP is that he makes the team better, then that's a gamble. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. and we'll, we'll again, and we'll see if it actually happens. And when it happens, and how mercenary he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I caught a little bit of him in in the Europa League last week, and he came on in the second half, and the game very much turned in in Genk's favor with uh, his addition. He seemed to have uh, a good eye for a pass, a good eye for a through ball, a chip over the top. Uh, you could very much see that Vasquez element with maybe maybe a little bit more of a direct goal threat. Not to say that Victor wasn't a particularly goal-minded individual, but but I I would expect that we'd see Pozuelo get a little bit more involved in front of the in front of goal than maybe we saw from Victor, which is strange to say because Victor scored a, his fair right. share of goals while he was here. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think more than what was. You yes. know, expected it. How, how was you know, talking comparing to Vasquez? How is uh, Pozuelo's ball control? Right? His ball control is spectacular. It's not Barcelona sense. development sort mm-hmm. of level ball control, but oh, I mean, yeah, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. the Argentine, the Ecuadorian version of uh, Barcelona, <laughs> perhaps. Um, yeah, I don't know, Victor. One of the things that that Victor first said to us when he came here way back was was that he almost preferred assists to scoring goals, and and I think if. 
if you look at Toronto trying to replace not just Victor, but Jovinko as well, you can sort of see an element of they're trying to find players that both fit into what they're trying to do differently this year while also covering both those roles of being both a provider and a goal threat in a way that both both Jovinko and, and Vasquez were. So it's interesting. I, I think we're going to see a real sort of evolution of the side in terms of how they play this year, and the guys that come in will have a, a key role to play in that. Thank you for mm-hmm. that very I, I didn't even have that written down in my Sound bitey. Yeah. That was good. Is I that from one of your pieces? Should I be checking online? I don't <laughs> remember my pieces after uh, I've written them. And you're talking as well about, you know, it's kind of mercenary, whatever. You know, I think the the idea that, you know, the fact that he was actually captain is surely a, a good thing. You know, sure. to, to go back to, you know, my, to fall onto my sort of big book of British footballing stereotypes, you know, sort of Latino guy and fancy attacking player generally doesn't equal captain. So, you know, the fact that they were actually good to go with him for that, then uh, is... That bodes well in, in, in Duncan world. Okay. So it suggests he's not just a complete flaky mercenary, what have you, and there's uh, some kind of character there to it as well. I don't know. All right. Well, one more thing before we sort of turn the page on this. Are TFC actually going to sign any new players before the summer window? The summer window? Um, define sign new players. Yeah, call up some kid from the academy. I'm sure. Or there, there like, are, are, are any of are any of these like pie in the sky guys going to be official players? Are they going to take? Are they going to set foot on BMO Field before July? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my general read is that is that if they're the guys that Toronto wants for the long term, they will wait. If things aren't going well, then they find something else that that hits the same notes. Then they'll progress on that. I think it's it would be folly to say that they have their heart set on these two guys, and those are the only two guys that they're sort of looking at and interested in acquiring. And um, I can guarantee you, somebody will be coming in. But whether it is an import from South America or Europe, or whether it's a guy at TFC two that's particularly impressing, is uh, is hard to say right now. Mm-hmm. Depressing, really. A little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, then. And here's the musical break. Should I stay or should I go? I it's always taste, taste, taste. You're happy when I'm on my knees. One day is fine and next is black. So if you want me off your back. Well, come on and let me know. Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? All right, well, hey, guess what? to have an actual game to play. Ooh. Tomorrow. Day before, day after recording. Um, no, really. I mean it. I'm not kidding. Uh, Toronto are heading into the first round of the CONCACAF Champions League. Woohoo! I know we're also very excited. They're yeah. tiny little bit undermanned. I prefer to call it the round of 16. Oh, uh, right, yes. Yes, mm. thank you. Mm. Um, it does sound as if you're getting closer to the end. It you're, does, it does. the business side of things. All of those <laughs> other matches before. Before, that was just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those were just the, the qualifying rounds. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first round proper. So they are uh, a tiny little bit undermanned. Uh, hey, Terrence, uh, this is your big chance. 
<laughs> Don't fuck it up. Uh, as replacements for various missing players have yet to arrive or be signed, or as we just mentioned, who knows when they're coming. Uh, Josie Altador, still rehabbing after his surgery, won't be available for Tuesday's match at least, and likely not next week's match. Um, latest as I look over the table at James. <laughs> latest reports are from last Friday when we spoke to Vanny, and he said that he was hopeful that Josie would be able to get a couple of minutes in the second leg and do the same in the first match of the MLS season the couple of days after that. Mm. Although what, Vanny so did what, what injury is he coming back from? Uh, the surgery on his foot. Surgery the bone fragments. Okay. Bone so fragments. it's not like some kind of muscle thing. Where no, it's not. It's not his hamstring. Throw this guy yeah. out and it's like really freezing temperatures on a frozen pitch. It's not really anything to do with that. That's, uh, you know, his foot's either good or it's not. Um, I think his foot is as as good as it's been since the playoffs in what twenty seventeen. I mm. think that's when he picked up the injury that uh, that caused him to miss most of last season. And uh, you know, the couple of times that we've spoken to him over the course of the last six weeks or so, he said it was it was amazing just to be able to walk around and do normal things again in a way that that didn't cause him discomfort because he'd been dealing with it for that long and so yeah. he's been hobbling around for a year and a half yeah exactly way to give one for the team yeah appreciate the sacrifice no. yeah. so the impression is is that he's just uh getting up to match fitness and building him up to be uh the durable center forward that they want him to be this adorable year. center That's forward what yeah I the, the, the the yes. alt adorable center forward? Yes. Durable. Durable. Oh. Durable. 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 Yeah, durable is uh, adorable. Yeah. I mean, he can be both. Yes, mm. he, he is adorable. Alt adorable, yeah. Mm. I'm going to tell him you guys said that. <laughs> We've said it before. This wouldn't be a new thing. Um, and then uh, also Drew Moore will not be uh, available from the sounds of it. Mm. Um, yay. So a lot of the kids are with the team. Go Captain Tsubasa. Uh, Gryffindor has been sorted with the team. Uh, Dunn. Uh, Shackleford. Shackleford. I just like to call him Shackleford. Okay, cool. Who, who, uh, Nova Scotia's own. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh, the Shackleford guy's actual name and who is he and what's he all about? And uh, Jacob Shacklesburg. Uh, like, I'm not. Scorsese. It's Shacklesburg. It's very yeah. close. Yeah. What, what's, what's his deal then? Yeah. Um, we haven't. I haven't actually seen him play. Yeah. Um, I thought TFC 2 was your thing. TFC2 is my thing. This is why I haven't seen him play. Is is Toronto has in addition to the guys that are that are a part of the academy and and a part of TFC3 and TFC2 and such. Um, there are a, a good number of guys who are affiliated with the club but do not currently play there. There's a couple of guys that are off at college there as an is. example and Jacob was a guy who was in a prep school down in Sounds Connecticut fancy. or New England or something like good that. Lord, that uh, the same one that produced Jack Harrison. Apparently, they have quite a good uh, soccer program there. And he is a United Jack Harrison. Um, yes, oh. I believe. So. Yes, yes. Uh, my championship knowledge is uh, it's gone by the wayside as I plumb the depths of TFC two possibilities. <laughs> um, so Schaffelsberg is a left-footed winger that uh, Vanny's very excited about his his game-breaking speed and his ability to sort of provide a threat from wide. And he's eighteen; he might be nineteen now. He was eighteen when he first came on my radar last year, and uh, you know he's he's impressed in preseason from everything that I've heard. And, and Vanny even said that. There's a possibility that he could be making the first team. You know, for the Champions League, TFC has an expanded roster of 35 guys. That's the way that the Champions League sets up. And so, you know, there are a couple other names that'll that'll be on that 
roster if they ever choose to let us know what it actually looks like. And, uh, you know, we saw Dante Campbell was down there, another guy from TFC2 that's that's showing some really good versatility and uh, has played at right back and has played as sort of a, a bit of a box-to-box, a bit of a, a rangy midfielder that, that really impressed me with that, with having just seen him as a right back in his first season with TFC2 to see him sort of play against Joe Cole in the middle of the pitch was uh, was pretty fun and, and pretty uh, pretty the, neat to the, see the a young rapper? guy. Uh, no, Joe Cole, the uh, former Chelsea midfielder uh, mm. who was representing the Tampa Bay Rowdies. I believe he's a coach now, player coach perhaps, maybe retired. I sure, I've, I've, I've lost track a little bit actually. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's hard. Yeah. Anyway, so... You know, so they're playing Independiente, um, La Chorrera, or however we're saying their, their their name. What is it? Independiente. Independiente. We're just going to stick with that. Hold Panamanian on. Independiente, just for oh. clarification. Yeah. De La Chorrera. Yeah, that's right. I can't do this. Club Atletico Independiente de, de La Chorrera. Chorrera. Um, de La Chorrera? Chorrera. Okay. Uh, is that like the town that they come yes, from? Yes, that's yeah. where they're from, yeah. Okay. So. La Chorrera. Again, sounds dirty. I know, it's great. <laughs> it should be something. So yeah. this is uh, Independiente's first foray into the CCL. And they, uh, who did they who did they knock out? Somebody we don't like. Um, Tauro, because they beat us once, I think. Didn't um, they? Didn't everybody beat us? If we want to really once? get into how they ended up here, it's complicated. It is complicated. Yeah. Because there was a penalty, and then was there a penalty, and then there was all the other stuff before that, and there was their promotion into their league, whatever. Anyway, this is their first time into the CCL, so congratulations, welcome you guys. Um, the Vikings, Los Vikingos. Indeed. Mm. Yes. I like that better than the other names I can't the, figure uh, out. The, the big Viking heritage of, of Yes, Panama. it's mm. very strong. It really is. As, as we were discussing before we started the show, yeah. the Vikings built the canal. Vikings built the canal, yeah. They're, they're all about the, the exactly. shipping and the, the boating. Yeah, and the ship's got to get through somehow, man. Yeah. You know? yeah. Exploration doesn't just happen, people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if someone's dead, you're going to stick them on a boat, set the boat on fire, and send it back to Norway. You need a canal. Exactly. You know, If you're sending that thing down around South America, man, it's that not fire's gonna going it. out. It's just, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I've always thought fjords and isthmuses were very, very similar sort of things. That's so true. I mean, that sure. is, yeah, yes. absolutely. You know, if yeah. uh, the entomology of that has to be to dark correlation. Um, mm-hmm. Panamanian side are apparently having. Uh, Good season so far. They are in second place only on goal differential, so they are just uh, shyly behind. I can't remember who it is that's ahead of them, but some other team. Arabeo Probably. Tauro. All of those sound very reasonable to me. I, I think that is... The that is City Panamaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're an indoor team, actually. Oh, oh right. right. Good point. Good Makes point. Yeah. Um, Owned by David Lee Roth. Oh. Really? Wow! I didn't even know that. That's good, amazing. Good for him, giving back to the to the to the Panamaniac community. community. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah, important. They, they gave him so much. He's he's given something back. It's tear to the eye. It really is. It's, it's, it's mm. so good. I'm so pleased. Um, their uh, their badge is fine. It's 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 a delightful little badge if you want to look at it. But um, no, so they're you know good for them. They've played four whole is it, games. Is it Eddie Van Halen kind of flying through the air? Is, Sadly, is that no, and that's what it should be. But mm. uh, the colors look like something that David Lee Roth wore in the eighties um, with the team. So I think I've seen Eddie with a guitar that looked like. I that think you're right. I think that that would mm. be. Uh, I think that would be very wise. Um, so yeah, they're having a good season so far. Apparently, good for them, and uh, so they're 
you know, they're rounding into form, uh, whereas Toronto have, you know, I've notably a game yet. Jesus Christ. Notably been destroyed by Eric Wynalda's Las Vegas Lights, although no one's talking about it. It's because no one cares. Um, was that Ben or real or was that fake? What's going on there? I, I couldn't invest the time to figure out. Um, he's happened. he's he's tweeted about it an awful lot. I'm yeah. not sure how serious he is about it. He seems kind of serious about it. Um, and then that banner they put up was hilarious. Yeah, and it's clearly a jokey banner, but yeah, does it actually physically exist in it, real life? Yeah, is, is it, it just is it a physical thing or was it like a Photoshop trolling job? Oh, I don't know. I but but, but the comments he made yeah. were not. You know, those were those seemed real enough. So. It would be very unlike Eric Winalda to to operate with a chip on his shoulder. So I mean, yeah, uh, that's so unlike him. It's true. He's just such a calm, Mm -hmm. you know, unself. You know, just. And to be honest, like the game, the game needs a little bit of that, a little bit of the uh, the showmanship jabbiness of it all. And you know, the next time Toronto FC and Las Vegas meet in a preseason match, I expect there to be fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the lights do mm-hmm. fireworks at their stadium. That's, that's and what so I meant. Yeah. yeah, it'll probably work out pretty well, yeah. Um, uh, Independiente are actually ahead of Arabe Unido and Toro right oh. now. It's uh, Sporting San Miguelito. Oh, Ooh, that's what I meant. Yes, yes, they uh, are in first. Little by, Mikey's. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is, you know, I put player to watch. We don't know any of the players. Any Anyone who's listening, <laughs> if you Torres know anything. guy. Torres. Mm. Yes, um, and yes. that Uribe guy. Not that one, but no, the other no, one. No. Yeah. Not Mateus. The, uh, yeah, 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 that mm-hmm. um, that guy. And uh, yeah. there's other guys, too. Um, Armando Cooper's brother. Oh. Mm. No. No. Yeah. Cousin? Maybe. Yeah. I'm guessing this Porfirio Avia is uh, Eric's, you know, cousin of some kind. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yes, yeah. totally. Oh, Has to be. Yes. Um, famous Panamanian footballing family. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, Mike Francis. Ah. Didn't he play for the Whalers? Pretty sure. Yeah. Hey, everyone's got to have a fallback career, right? You know, fallback sport. It's good to be a two-sport athlete. It's important. Um, yeah, anyone who's listening, if you know anything about these guys, feel free to let us know. We'll be happy to believe just about anything you say. We just did so get a, a very cursory sort of uh, rundown from Vanny and, and a couple of the other guys up at training about what they're sort of expecting from independent. All right, well, do do tell, hmm. Mr. James. I couldn't tell how vague or general or versus specific they were actually being, but uh, you know, Vanny pointed out that they're a team that that has thrived off of being very organized defensively and and very aggressive in how they defend and using the sort of breakaway speed that they have with a couple of guys in order to to make teams suffer in transition and so that was very much one of the points of emphasis that he was going into in the week uh michael bradley mentioned that as a general characteristic of panamanian football jonathan osorio brought that up as something else that they were or as the same thing so i suppose we should expect uh, a lot of kind of conky coffee kind of diving what have you is it is it a general sort of pack the bus kind of defender or it's more of a, a gig and press and uh you know try and having not watched a second of them playing i'm going oh, to boldly on, say that it is a combination of both oh okay yeah. um and i would expect the game being in Concacaf for it to have that sort of conca feel mm. if you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh 
You know, Vanny also mentioned set pieces as being uh, a potential weapon of theirs and something Toronto will have to be sharp on. So, Oh, I thought you were trying to say that Vanny was saying Toronto FC was having set pieces as their weapons, which is hilarious because most of their set piece guys are gone, but that's okay. Laurent Simon can hit a good free kick. That's true. I said most. I didn't say all. Hey, wait until you see Terrence Boyd. Ah. As long as it's not Michael Bradley. I'm looking forward to watching Terrence Boyd, actually. I am, too. I really It'll am. It'll be fun. I think and he's I going... Like he said the, the American Tor St. Ricketts, who was the Canadian Chad Barrett. So he's really the American Chad <laughs> Barrett. So Chad Barrett. So... The transitive hey. properties. It always, <laughs> yes. it always yeah. comes back to Chad Barrett. But I, I feel like he you know, could be frustrating, but ultimately uh, lovable uh, player. I think, I think he's the kind of guy that's going to find a lot of fans here in Toronto, just given the way this city sort of has a has a deep affection for the hard working throw yourself about. We like uh, grinders, we do. Grinders, yeah. 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 All right. So hashtag um, analytics. <laughs> there we go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice. Mm. All right then. So. Um, the game's on TSN tomorrow night, or Tuesday night, whenever this is posted. It's on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, TSN. Um, whether you're watching at home or you're going to the bar, there are some people who have gone to Panama for this match. Fun. Um, well done, you. Mm. We will watch for you. Um, predictions for this largely unknown everything, which is kind of fun. It's been a while since we've gone into a match and we really just haven't a fucking clue. Mm. So predictions. 1-1. Uh, one, one. And a kind of noticeable escalation of general panic on Twitter. Ooh. I agree with the general panic on Twitter because that's sort of the only thing that we can be certain of heading into a match like this. One <laughs> <laughs> um, one doesn't seem like a bad shout. That's right, James. I'm gonna go with a nil nil just to keep it like right. super boring and get everybody really panicked for that second leg at home. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Mm. Not even starting an away goal. I, oh, see, I had, I had, I had, I had one thing, but now. Good Lord, come on. I know, I know. <laughs> I want to say one nil to Independiente. Ooh. Okay. Then. But I, I, but I feel like that's probably wrong, but you know, what? I'm going to stick with it. Why not? Excellent. So just, uh, you know, it'll be hard fought. It won't be an early goal. It'll be a late goal. Um, but uh, still, you know, it'll take the wind out of the sails a bit. And uh, at least uh, two TFC players will carry yellows into the home leg. Which two yeah. will that be? Yes. Um, Josie Alcador from the bench. No. Um, <laughs> that will be Michael Bradley and uh, DeLeon. Mm. Okay. Which I think are two very solid shouts for that. Mm. Notice I didn't say Chris Mavinga. Are we uh, going Simon? I think he's he's a potential. I oh player. oh no, he's got walking yellow card for the whole season written all over him. But I did he ever have to deal with Concacaf with Montreal? Was he there when they got to the final or whatever it was? I'm not did, certain uh, of that. I know he did. No, he there. was. I'm sure of it. I'm 99 sure of that. Cool. Do we do we know much about the the stadium situation? Hey. Did they play on grass? No, it is turf artificial turf. Artificial Apparently turf. Apparently it doesn't Oof. look great. And Shocking. Uh, I got some audio from the pre-match press conference just this afternoon. Oh, and? Uh, Michael Bradley said it was it was as good as you could hope for it to be, aside from a couple of slow spots. So it's okay. uh, apparently a little tiny little ground. We've seen some videos sort of emerging of Toronto training there. and uh, I like the sound of this. 
Uh, Wikipedia seems to think it holds about 3,000. Some other people seem to think it holds about 4,000. I guess that depends nice. on how strictly the fire marshals are observing things. Uh, mm. Teeny tiny stadium. Yeah, All we'll right. see. It'll be kind of neat. You know, uh, Who was it that TFC played way back in the day when Ashton Morgan made his... Oh, it must have been a Rave Unido way back in the day and just sort of a cool little ground. Yeah, sort of that sounds right. Sort of fun, got a lot of personality, so it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. I think this is what the Champions League is sort of about when you're not going to... Uh, you know, Azteca or the El Volcan or something like that. You mm-hmm. get to see some of these Joe Public FC municipal stadiums, and yeah, it's fun. Excellent. Agreed. Uh, we're doing a very quick foray into the land of MLS before we get into CanCon this week because this is just uh, so nanny signed with Orlando and why not you know I'm vaguely delighted sort of in a weird way just because I think it's funny Um, also interesting to get to see him play He's not completely at the end of his career, but this is the this is the this is the downside of the career. Um, he's thirty two, um, you know, very well known playing for uh, Man United and playing for Portugal and all those things. So lots of reasons to hate him. Mm. Many, many, many reasons to hate him. It's actually quite delightful, and he's playing for Orlando, so so hateable. Um, and, but what's interesting, other than the fact that you know, so it's a three year deal. It's not just a Hey, try out, come for a year, come to the coast, have a few laughs. Uh, it's three-year deal, and Orlando now have four DPs. Oh, that, that hey. seems to be a theme. This it is season. a theme. Uh-huh. Um, so, and oh, so... Oh. You're, you're about to like, make some kind of big exception for LA, are you? All right, we'll get it on that. Everybody's yeah. getting in position. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, so nice. as the LA well, situation has still yet to be resolved, uh, the current assumption is that they've either got to get rid of one of Dom Dwyer, Sasha Kleiston, or Joe Stu Coleman, or they're going to pay one of them down with Tam. Or they're going to wait for Don Garber to be like, all right, you rascals. Okay, you're so cute. It seems more realistic to pay those guys down to Tam level than it does Zlatan or <laughs> well, no. Johnny Two Saints. So, Zlatan, you know, who's going to break every MLS record, Ibrahimovic, is that Zlatan? No, that's that's, that's, that's his latest else. proclamation, yes. which is also delightful. Yeah. It's not it's not a it's not a fun week in MLS land without his Latan proclamation. You really mm. you need that. He he is by far the best interview we've ever done down at BMO Field. Just the I know this is a good year and a half, a year ago, six months ago, whatever it was. <laughs> so he's only been with the league for less yesterday. than a year. It was yesterday. Come on, James. It's been a busy couple of months. All right. So, uh, Come on, James. Give me a break. Um, he absolutely relished 
having something to say about everything after the match. Sometimes with guys, like, you ask them a question and it's a bit like pulling teeth and they they, they have their sort of rote statements and they get at the messages that they want to have. And Zlatan was just, I've never seen somebody quite as engaged in the act of being interviewed as he was. And so I, I for one, am glad that he will be here again this season. Oh, I am too. It's it's delightful yes, having him in the league. It's all about the media. No wonder he gets such you know lavish praise and... Whatever you in the he press is nice they deliver too. quote. Yeah. <laughs> goal of the year, Duncan. Mm. Yeah, it was nice, sure. Um, um, to someone else that I should get your thoughts on potentially and on this whole idea of oh, this is actually a good interview better than most. Gregory van der Veel. I, I feel like yes, you, what said do you that know and what aren't you telling us? He was a more interesting character and that sort of thing. Get, what's your take on the whole Vanderbilt situation? To uh, just throw something at you very job, quickly Duncan, and perhaps unfairly. Um, sweating under the lights here. I know. <laughs> is he actually yeah. is he blushing a little bit? Like I'm, this is interesting. Um, I don't quite know how to encapsulate this whole thing. I think, I think where I would go with this question, and you can call it dodging it if you like, would be. Um, that we saw a Toronto that came off of the season they had in 2017 kind of wondering where it was that they could make themselves better, mm. you know? And we saw in that limited time that they had in that off season, and, and I don't know how much business you're sort of doing. Well, granted, MLS Cup playoffs take forever, so you're probably able to have a lot of conversations during that month and a half. Uh, but we saw them make the additions of Vanderbilt. We saw them bring in a catch And... Uh, I think that's about that Arrow. Was sort of Arrow as well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very much an internationally focused. We have our group. We we think we can get better by. Yeah, he was adding luxury players. He was exactly. He was adding. He was adding pieces that they thought were upgrades on a team that it would have been really hard to pick a place where you could upgrade. You know, and we've mm-hmm. we've had the conversations over whether Stephen Bateshaw was a more important guy to the team than than maybe people thought he was, and and you know that's a conversation we can have. Uh, but I think it's notable that if you go to what the team's plan was going into this offseason, they went with Nick DeLeon and Laurent Simon, two guys who are very familiar with this league, are very familiar with the guys on the Toronto team, who are very familiar with Vanny himself, with Mavinga, with Michael Bradley. And so we sort of saw uh, we saw that they they stuck their necks out a little bit in terms of searching for for maybe some precocious talent that didn't necessarily fit in with the ethos of the team that they were trying to build. And I think the fact that we've seen them retreat from that this year and go very much in the other direction, barring whoever is going to come in should these transfers ever come about, I think that speaks to the fact that that maybe this team, as much as we've talked about Jovinko, as much as we've talked about Altador, as much as we've talked about Michael Bradley, I think you could take the Beta Shore as a case study of of something and this is this is something I was I was reading you a quote before we started today Kristen from Vanny about how um, he wants the team to be the most important thing to every one of these players it doesn't matter if you're Jovinko it doesn't matter if you're Altador it doesn't matter if you're Vanderbilt he wants the team to be the emphasis and you know Vanderbilt was a lot of fun to talk to he was a he was a really neat guy he was very open which was uh, refreshing in its own way but you also sort of got the sense that he was a guy who was so good at his craft that he didn't 
I don't want to I don't want to besmirch his character or anything like that, but he, you got the sense sometimes that he was he was sort of working at seventy five percent because everything was too easy for him, and sometimes that sort of casualness can rub off on a team, and, and maybe that's just not what what Vanny wants in this situation. And you know, there was some talk that there was there was the option of maybe buying him off and buying him out in the off season and seeing if that was was the right thing to do and just sort of going their separate ways. And then, you know, in preseason, he he wasn't showing the uh, initiative that the club wanted to see, and so they decided to go separate ways. We haven't heard any updates on sort of what's going on. He's still on their books, as far as I know. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I guess that goes with a lot of things in TFC mm-hmm. land these days. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been fun to like be on his Instagram and see him working out at the the, the you know the training center, and he's still here. He still gets to do that. He yes, still gets to do that. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the first time I saw it. I was like, he's at the the BTG. What's that? What? Well, what you is? Keep, look at you keeping up with your. Yeah, your yeah, yeah. It was it was very BTG. interesting. It was actually yeah. the first post was almost a little defiant. It was kind of like. Yeah, what? I'm still here. Still working hard. See, I- I'm committed. I'm a team player. Still there, you know. Mm. So I'm like, all right. It'll be interesting. Um, Thanks for that, by the way, Duncan. Oh, you're That's welcome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James looks delighted by yes. that uh, that question. Um, yeah. Getting back to the whole t- nanny <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's uh, it might work. I I don't think I really quite see it working, but you know. Eh. At the very least, I'm hoping there'll be some sort of delightful sort of social media shenanigans about you know, sort of like putting him into like the nanny sort of TV show. Exactly. Uh, you know, let's let's get Fran Drescher back to to do you know, <laughs> promos and what have you and that sort of thing. Is, is there's all sorts of potential. I can see him and Will Johnson doing a sort of odd couple sort of thing that mm. would just be absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, well, his 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 you know he's he's obviously so charismatic as evidenced by the video of oh, him. Wow! Yep. At Orlando Stadium, he mm-hmm. just looked so like enthused and engaged and just so happy to to be there. Not at all like he was reading something off screen and someone was holding something over his head. I'm not sure, but. Um, it was hilarious. Nanny's always been a bit of an enigmatic character, though. Like, he was never a guy that you really could get a good read on what he was about. Um, he always obviously had the talent, but uh, you always wonder with guys like that whether they made the most of what they had. And, you know, I think we can go back to the conversation we were having earlier about whether you're bringing in a DP who is going to be a name that gets fans' attentions or whether you're bringing in somebody that's going to make the team better and. I'm not entirely convinced he does either, really. <laughs> Maybe it's a little bit of both. You know, who hopefully, knows? You know? Hopefully, yes. Uh, he does have a name, and he can play. Yes. So, I mean, like... You know, maybe he checks off both, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. It's, uh... Yeah, that's... That's... that's, that's yeah. It's, uh... It's a delightful little bit of... Of business, I think, and, uh... Will the, certainly be interesting. The sneaky four DPS, though, is yes, uh, yes. It's it's that's the. It's becoming a trend. You know, it, once is an accident, twice is a conspiracy, and three is a trend. So I mean, mm. like, all the, the CBA negotiations will be very interesting. <laughs> all right then.
All right, and to close out the show, I make it sound like we've just got one segment. We don't. Uh, it's CanCon time. We've got actually, you know, a fair bit to chat about. Uh, first up, a little quick uh, talk about the Canadian Women's National Team. The Algarve Cup is coming up. Don't give me that face. You had the rundown. You could have figured this out. Um, <laughs> you told me not to make any notes. I normally make this. <laughs> lies. Damnable lies. Listen here, you. Um, I'm anyway. sorry, but my appearance fee for doing this just doesn't quite cut the mustard these days. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate well. the hummus, but... If you're going to expect work outside, you know, exactly. homework and that sort of thing. That's then, not happening. Yeah. Um, so the it's the women's national team's uh, final tournament before the uh, Women's World Cup starts in June. Um, this uh, Algarve tournament starts at the end of this month. Uh, they've placed, uh, they face Iceland on the 27th. Should win. Should win. Uh, then Scotland. Should win. And then it uh, doesn't say who their final match is against, which is a bit odd, but... Uh, should win. Should win, yes, mm. exactly. Hooray. This should be fine. Hooray. Um, and Diana Matheson and Aaron McLeod are back with the team, uh, both uh, healthy, uh, which is good. Aaron McLeod cool. being back yeah. is very nice. And it's not a... The squad's not really a surprise at all. Um, mostly veterans, most of the older players, uh, a couple of the young kids, uh, Julia Grosso, obviously Jordan Heidema, Deanne Rose. Um, but, you know, you see mostly people you would recognize if you follow the team even lightly. And, um, yeah, it should be a, a good tournament for them. I'm not sure about... Um, TV availability. There's usually some way to watch the Algarve Cup, either through uh, Canada Soccer streaming or occasionally through an actual broadcaster. Um, we shall see. Anyway, so moving on from that, um, I am actually curious to see. Um, or not? Sorry to sorry to jump. No, around. no. By all means, jump at um, We were at the, the Canadian Strategic Plan, the Canada Soccer Strategic Plan, released the other day, and it was it was very in- interesting to hear both Herdman and Kenneth Heinemola. I can't quite say his last name. I just call him Ken. Yeah. Uh, To see them both sort of speak about how excited they are about the talent coming up the pipeline that none of us have quite heard about yet. And so, well, it's all good to see a lot of familiar names here and a good mix of sort of the veterans and and the youngsters. I think uh, it'll be very interesting to see sort of where Canada is when the World Cup comes around and sort of as the, the program continues to develop. That's, that's mm-hmm. right. No, that's good. And, and it, you know, we sort of talked about this a little bit. It, the, the thought of um, it being, at least for now, at least from their voice, um, a unified sort of vision in terms of between the different programs or from Canada soccer top down. So, um, you know, they've both got uh, big things coming up this year in terms of sort of showing where the program is going especially uh, uh the women can they can they be good without herdman at the helm is the question can the men be good with herdman at the helm you know like but th- th- that's still a question in many people's minds and so we'll see what happens but um algarve cup's usually fun so yay all right speaking of cups voyager's cup hey, hey. the voyager's cup draw because they couldn't draw this process out. I'm so sorry. I had to any longer if they wanted to, really. I'm just disappointed we didn't get a fancy dinner with like somebody picking balls out of an actual I know. Yes. I know. I want yes. that. Um, but the video. Did you watch the video? Um, I think so. 
Did you watch the video? The video? Which video? The video I sent. I sent them. See, this is what happens when I do the rundown for the show, is they don't actually look at the rundown. They say they do. That, I mean, like, the you, words, you that is it. some video, are actually was in the rundown. Was this just the one where like they had the names come out, and then they moved the ball over And they over moved the, the balls thing? over, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah like, I watched and it's, 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 it's the world's least exciting. and, and It had some riveting music and some well-timed suspense. Like it, Featuring teams from. Yeah. Yeah. Those balls could have moved a whole lot faster if they wanted to, but they uh, they drew that out a little bit. You know. Voyager's Cup draw. That is some video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With a YouTube link underneath. Yes. Um, it was it was the whole, like, these guys belong to this day highlight, and these guys belong, like, before they even do the draw. It's 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 quite funny. So watch the video. If you just go to Canada Soccer, um, it's, it's kind of hilarious. I do look forward to the day that we get an actual presentation. I know. It's coming. Yeah. It is coming. Anyway, so. I drink Rod Stewart. <laughs> there we go. Or Canadian equivalent, whatever. Um, drink dude from Glass Tiger or something. I, uh, yes. Can't we just get Christian Jack drunk? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Um, can we, get, we can get Charmin drunk. I imagine you could, yes. Um, but, you know. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, it should be a proper celebrity, not, not a... Yeah, a football media person. True, fair, fair. Them football media people. <laughs> mm. I know, they're the worst. Eh? <laughs> they really are. Um, so the matches for round one uh, are as follows, and these take place uh, May 15th and May 22nd. So uh, Vaughn Zuri versus the Wanderers. Tempted to try and make that one. Yeah. Cause that's not it's not that far and that could be a lot of fun. Uh Pony Boys versus the Aquaman. Nice. And AS Blaineville versus the Jimmies. AS Blaineville. Yes. Blaineville? As Blaineville, sorry. Blaineville, right. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um so the That one would be fun to go to too. Yeah, actually, as yeah. well. That, that's in Quebec though. So well, we're spending it's, way it's too much time away, north of Eglinton. Uh, yeah, like exactly. <laughs> Can we rent an Airbnb up there for the week? You know, that might work. Um, so the winner of the first match uh, will face the Pagers, and then the winner of that will face the Fury. Winner of the second... Uh, I think people should just watch the video. Yes, yes, the draw. No, I have to do it. Uh, we'll face the Handies, who will then face the Whitecaps, and then third match, third, third draw, face the Eddies, who will then face the impact and then something happens that somebody comes to play toronto um anyway so the draw is done finally like we knew there there were teams and there was some people in this round and some people in this round and all this up in the air but now we know so huzzah yay um it's gonna make for an interesting couple months as this all sort of shuffles out Uh um and then you know if you're toronto fc fan sort of sitting around twiddling your thumbs for six months hello Hello. Can we can we play? Can we can play? We, play? we like to play. I know we played two CCL games back then, but I feel like we could have done the Voyagers Cup as well as those two games. Can we? Can we? Yeah. Mm. Anyone? Bueller? Mm. Like I really do hope that Maybe this they'll get to four games. This nonsense Who knows? is only for this season. Um, I kind of like that it's spread out over the it'll year. It'll be a different kind of nonsense. Oh no no no! I I mean that like I. I oh, you mean the positionings? Yeah, like Toronto, it's like, like I, three three, regular. and then I. I agree with you to some extent. I think I think the reason it is the way that it is with TFC coming in so late is because they just can't cram that many games into the season. With MLS also ending earlier, it is 
scheduling would have been an absolute nightmare. And uh, I think that's why you see it quite spread out the way that it is as well. It, it allows a little bit more flexibility than than necessarily having teams. Like, we also have a Gold Cup this summer mm-hmm. to, to squeeze in. Oh, there's a lot going on so. this year. It's true. And there'll be more CPL teams next year. So, anyway, we shall uh-huh. see. Yes, we won't get this exact brand of nonsense ever again. No, it'll be a whole new brand of nonsense. I, for one, am excited. Yes. About the the next brand of nonsense, I know. Just everything, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's all going to be so different and new. You have long been a... uh, a, a I'm known for my bullying hot takes. Yes, yes, very much. (laughs) The CPL is. Uh, Well, speaking of the CPL, and we were earlier talking about the CONCACAF Champions League, so... Um, a lot of people have been wondering and, and expecting and hoping that um, Canada or the CPL would get uh, would get a get a slot in the in the CCL now that we have you know our own professional league, all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Monvic, you know, in charge of everything. So hello over here, spot for us. So what's happened instead? And it's really fucking confusing. So if you go on the CCL website or watch about a hundred videos, um, you can sort of get the sense of it. So there's something called the Concacaf League. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a precursor to the round of 16. Like the UEFA League, the UEFA League, but, but it feeds into the Champions Exactly, League. so yeah. it's kind of... So how many people, is it just like the winner goes into the CCL proper, or like top two or three? Or how, how no, is... it's top five? No, top six. I, I don't know. Again, okay. I, I get very confused, and, I, and I've been... Several. <laughs> there's, there's more than one team that gets to go. Couple. Um, Uh, but less than 16. So there's the, (laughs) there's, you know, the representatives Mm -hmm. from, so 22 teams will participate, um, in total and, oh God, it's so complicated. Um, there's a, there's a video to that, that first Pacific Joe public match. Like that is a road trip and a half. Mm. Um, so the preliminary round is Belize, Canada, something from the Caribbean. Um, they have Caribbean. a separate tournament. Yeah, exactly. This is, a, this is, is the separate tournament. Exactly. The this is the pre. This is the pre-tournament. Um, so it's not complicated at all. Anyway, um, somebody should make a video of that. There is a video, this. and it's even more complicated when you watch the video. I think. Here, I'm going to put the. I'm going to pull the video up. Um, even if you have the video podcast, you can't see this because I, I don't have it anywhere um, accessible at the moment. Um, it's, uh, yeah, that didn't help me at yeah. all. all right. Anyway, anyway so there's this whole other yeah. thing. and Some fun continental games and a prize at the end of it. Which is great. Again, it's great that the CPL gets, a, gets an entrance into this. Um, yes. However, just to, you know, make things extra saucy... Instead of it being the all the CPL teams, you know, whoever whoever does best, whoever wins the year or whatever gets the spot, no. No. Well, that, they have to have it decided by June or what, June or July, whenever it is. So, you know, whoever's top of the league at that particular At that moment. point in time, you, you would you would think so. You would think that that is that is the case, but it's it's not. Mm. Um Instead, and I don't even know, have they said how they're deciding between the three teams that they've chosen as the as the chosen ones? I sort of just had like half an eye on this, and my understanding was whoever does the 
pass out of those three teams. Those three, but I, yeah, I didn't know whether I it was. I presume they were going to work out the league schedule so that those teams all play each other like once at home, once away, and everything. And you got like a little, uh, a little know, cup. Little I didn't. I wasn't round certain. robin. Uh, like the Cascadia Cup or something, it's a little thing, and they got their own little mini table. And whoever's top of that goes through. Is I presumably how it works, but I don't know anything. I wasn't even sure if it was head to head or just in general against like whoever's on the highest spot on the table gets the spot versus whoever has done oh, the best so against. So it's like games against the, the the fucking pony boys and the Aquaman count. Against the, the games against the riffraff again uh, some clarity I, yeah. would uh yeah, would yeah. Really come so in yeah. and until yeah. we have a until we have a schedule yeah. and preseason, who knows anyway yeah. so um again instead of all seven teams vying mm. for this very exciting place in the in the preliminary round to get into the round of 60 anyway um only three of the new teams will be considered for this position, at least this year. Who knows what will happen next year? Which three? So, I guess some sort of seniority counts in really weird ways. I presume uh, it's just a blind draw. You I, would mm, think, mm, but no. Mm. So, um, the Eddies, mm -hmm. the Peggers, mm -hmm. and the Handies, of mm -hmm. course. And is this a function of them incorporating or being being um, registered with the with Canada Soccer a year earlier is this Presumably. like the same way that the Voyagers Cup draw was determined? yes this is basically what is my understanding without having this uh, written uh, down or just these guys have had a bit of a head start to get their infrastructure and planning and everything up and running and so they're the ones that could handle this like, is it about stadium size you know, if like Edmonton gets clues to play in Commonwealth Stadium whatever then alright you've got a big CFL uh, stadium to go and now, the other ones don't so yeah you fuck you guys like, what, this what? is just like pure speculation on my part I have no uh, absolutely no information of this I haven't heard anything about it but there's a part of me that wonders if somewhere in the competition guidelines there is something that has to do with the club must have actually existed before qualifying for this tournament. If if a spot in the tournament is based off of results the previous season in the league competition, then there might be some sort of... Again, I'm just purely speculating here, but there might be some sort of... Uh, in order to have taken a part of this, you have club. to have been registered as a mm -hmm. team in the previous season, at least. You couldn't just have... A new team come in so in this is just again 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 and, and who knows but again this is something that they should tell us like this shouldn't be secret information because you've got fans of four teams plus just general canadian soccer fans who are like what the fuck yeah a little bit of what the fuck and angriness and what have you is good is, for the soul it's potentially good for the, uh, the soul that the gets people the interested and yeah. into it but if it was something Let's get as some chips on some shoulders for, for no <laughs> real reason like. why not why not yeah. if it was something as mundane as like law number 17 dash point three point yada 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 team must like uh, mm. where's the conversation around that other than ridiculous codicils and appendices and the concacaf rules <laughs> like rules written on cocktail napkins yeah. mm. so um, the, maybe the, the mystery is is half of the future yeah. you know the, the one thing that i you know don't know and i hope 
is that because uh, you know I'm I'm not allowed to to get this information, but uh, you know has Kurt Larson been out there on Twitter and everything de defending this as something that's oh perfectly logical and makes sense and this is just right and anyone complaining needs to shut the fuck up, that kind of thing. I feel like that's the sort of thing he would do, but you know I'm not I'm not allowed to look at that sort of thing. And is he is he out there doing his thing? As James I and I so. go to Twitter. Um. I don't know that Actually, I've. This would have been going on over the last week or so if, if it was happening. But I think there's been there's been enough going on that that we're sort of in that finding out exactly why decisions are being made the way that they are, and and you know these these first matches are still three or four months away, and I'm I'm sure we'll have a, or I'm hoping we'll have a little bit more clarity based on on <laughs> why things have happened That's the way really they happen then. Mm. Yeah, I uh although I did see was it was it Tommy Whedon who had a, like an interesting quote about the whole selection choice for this whole thing which was kind of like well this is what they've decided and we have to like like seemed like he was very much sort of holding his tongue in terms of I'm not going to say anything too bad against the whole situation. We might have preferred it to be another way or something like that. I, and I'm not imagining this. You know, Don't sort think. of like a disgruntled, just a general sort of... <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly sort of like that. Noise exactly mm. like that. It could have been worse. They could have just flipped a coin or something like that. How would that be worse? Come on. Get that on TV. It's amazing. <laughs> Who doesn't love Get a good coin flip? Holger it's Rorschach amazing. Involved in it, you know, and, uh, the drawing of lots. Yes. Know. Yeah. Short straw, yeah. They could have combined that with the Voyager's Cup draw and just had like an hour-long spectacular. You know? <laughs> exactly. That would have been amazing. Let's do that. Next year. Next year, exactly. Yeah. It'll be fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so it'll be uh, one of those three, um, which is cool. Like it's, it's, You know what? It's great that there will be two Canadian teams, you know, in some level of competition for this tournament, which Agreed. is awesome. Um, so I am all for that and very excited overall. Um, I do hope that next season all of the CPL teams get to compete for that spot, though. I think that would be nice. Presumably that's going to be whoever wins the league this season as a whole. As a, exactly. Next so, year. you know, carries you would, you over. You would hope. I, who knows? Yeah. But you would hope. So a little, uh, you know, fine. You know, we'll 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 deal with uh, Voyager's Cup and CCL and and uh, lots of delightful things this season. But you know, there's been a lot of talk about players and and the league signing lots of young Canadian players and um, rosters still aren't full yet. So there's lots of like links and articles and stuff on the CPL website. And as always, I do encourage you to check out the 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 signing tracker, the player tracker thing. But just like it's Big Brother MLS. Because I do kind of look at this as currently a big brother, little brother situation a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, you know, players that might be interested, players that might come to this league. You know, we, uh, you know, there's been some high profile Canadian players that have signed, which is great. But cast your mind back to 2013. Toronto FC fans. Those halcyon days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. halcyon days, yeah. Um, when the Lewicki hype machine was just like, Going full bore. Matthias Lava. He's coming. He's no. Um, do you remember Diego Forlan? <laughs> Never heard of him. So it looks like he might play in Canada after all. Because apparently, and, and and everything I've seen, we've seen online indicates that 
while this is not a done deal, but this is a serious, credible rumor that he is interested and is in talks to join a team uh, in has, the Canadian Premier League. Has, has Paul Upfield reported this yet? I haven't checked yet. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not young. He's 39. Um, this is very much a, this would be with him ending his career here, which is kind of funny. Um, he did win, you know, the Golden Ball in the 2010 World Cup. You know, this is, you know, he's no slouch. This is, you know, marks no people slouch. or, you know, or a quiet. Um, and uh, I think it would be delightful um, just because for all the reasons, you know, you know, former Toronto FC target, um, you know, you want an international player. Well, here we go. <laughs> let's let's mm-hmm. let's take him. Um, we'll be on all the TV stations in Uruguay and everything. Exactly. Uh, you know, yeah, this, this is, is international interest in yes. uh, in the league is having Diego Forlan come here. So uh, I truly hope this happens for all the reason. And for, for, for entertainment for reasons. For entertainment yes. reasons, yes. yes for um, uh, mm. I just think it would be delightful. And then, of course, we really want, like, whatever team he signs for to please play Toronto FC in the Voyagers Cup. Do this for us. Pretty please. It would be nice to finally see uh, Forlan. Exactly, in Toronto. Yep, Wouldn't yep. that be nice? For sure. This may be the most off-the-wall potential thing that I've heard associated with this first season of uh, of the Canadian Premier League, but it's not the only one that I've sort of heard. Oh, what else have you heard? Um, There was some talk of... of some teams sort of be interested in making a bit of a splash in their market and, and bringing in, you know, guys along the same lines as I haven't heard any specific names, but, you know, there have been, uh, we can go back to that whole DP name or on the field thing that we were speaking about earlier is if it's your first year and, and you really want to sort of grab the attention of the, the folks that know a little bit of soccer, then, you know, sometimes getting somebody with a little bit of name recognition never hurts and so you know if if Forland does end up coming would he be the only one would another team feel the need to sort of step up in their own way and sort of parry their Uruguayan international with uh with some name of their own I guess Toto Scalacci to Von uh, to York 9 book it Mm. I'm all about that Okay. Uh, yeah. What else? Yeah. That's a very good question. Yeah. <laughs> What's Jermaine Defoe doing these days? Yeah. Well, for uh, he just went to Rangers. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, well, surely that can't last for long, right? I say this as a fan. I'd fairly run out of town. Mm-hmm. Whole other conversation. I, I've sort of lost the thread here. I know. <laughs> All right. Um, one last thing then uh, from the Canadian Premier League in CanCon land before we finish the show. Uh, something that we didn't get a chance to talk about last week because unfortunately we had to push the show to this week. Um, but again, talking about signings and stuff. And Oh, this one's a big name. This is, this is a huge name. This is like talk about ta- making a career change. Um, and, you know, we are still waiting for the official schedule, news and preseason camps and stuff to start. So CPL threw us a bone with this one, which was amazing. We we're really appreciative. Um, and it's unfortunate that, you know, acting gigs must be a bit thin on the ground right now. Mm-hmm. But none other 
than Emilio Estevez has signed with York Nye. Nice. Or should we say the Mighty Ducks? Or the, the Young, Young Guns. Guns? The Breakfast Club? I call it the Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club isn't bad. Mm. Um, we really have... This is this is a special gift. Mm. It, it really and truly is. Uh, I look forward to seeing the flying V uh, on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I saw something that looked a little bit like that out of Poland this past weekend. Really? Yes, yes. It did not turn out well. <laughs> it did not. Turn that was the moment to say all eleven players were just yeah, yeah, around yeah. the ball trying to advance up the pitch, yeah. and the other somebody team went did actually there. manage to tackle them yeah. And, yeah. and scored. Uh-huh. So I mean, like yes. the flying V, not everything plays out exactly as it does in the movies. I'm afraid to say. What? Yes, what? I know. Everything I've learned through television and movies Especially is a lie. Especially 80s movies, man. Oh, Come on, 80s movies were honest. Mm. That was CGI. Mm. Um, I do hope that, you know, like, Wanted Dead or Alive or Don't You Forget. Like, come on, people that run York 9. Like, go with this. Senor Estevez uh, himself probably, you know, He's probably like sick of this whole thing, and probably going, yeah, he shouldn't do this. But you know, hey, I mean, what were his parents thinking though? I mean, he's presumably young, so yeah, he's he's like nineteen or something. All right, so yeah, he was like clearly born when Emilio Estevez was a thing. So you know, it's not like it's like you know, all of a sudden, Never oh, this guy's famous, and oh, I've got the same name. This sucks. Yeah, this guy was around long before uh, you. So, uh, boo to uh, Senor and Senora Estevez. Um, you know what the hell are you doing? Uh, but yeah, I think we need to find out what his middle name is. Mm. What might it be? Maybe. I don't know. Let's 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 let me, let me see if I can find out. So he's. Do you think he could start calling himself by that? <laughs> <laughs> I am. And then e- avoid all this yes. attention. Just e Carlos Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> what does he stand for? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It's just an E. Yep. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, does do we have any? Oh, we've got his video, League One Ontario record. Let's see if there's any information on his League One Ontario. Oh, he played for Sheridan. Good for him. Um, doesn't give. Yeah, there's no there's no middle name so far. That's no mm. good there. All right, back we go. Um. Yeah, you know what? And again, I, I feel a little bit sorry for the guy because, it, but it's like, hey, you know what? Elton John. If Elton, you don't think Elton John's not going to get this sure. nonstop, then mm-hmm. you're crazy. Um, you know, a little, I think a little uh, '80s musical love uh, should be great for uh, the the matches in between the two teams because that'll happen. Um, yeah, I have no uh, no other information about him. Um, played for the Sheridan Bruins. Good for him. Mm. Um, he's not very tall. Mm. It's okay. You don't have to. Be. You don't have to be tall. No. Um, the Mighty Ducks taught us anything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She um, saw the Mighty Ducks. Uh, never seen that movie. I, wow. I know what we're doing tonight, Duncan. <laughs> Seriously. Mighty Ducks one and two. Not three though. <laughs> no, 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 no. Three was stupid. Mm. Once Pacey left the show, it was all downhill. Mm. He's in three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have unfortunately watched all three Mighty Ducks. I presume it was full of heartwarming, against the odds. Uh, of course, there is plucky underdogs, sports nonsense. Yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. things that would not remotely be factual. Really, only the first one. If we're gonna like 
you know, dissect the Mighty Ducks movies. Only the first one makes even a modicum of sense in terms of how it all comes about. The next two are, quite frankly, ridiculous. Um, but hence, movie franchises of the this nature. The knuckle puck is totally a thing. Totally a thing. And having random teams become the entire U.S. national team for the Olympics is totally believable, as well as back, becoming... Back in the day, it was, it was like amateur, what have you. I mean, you were yeah, like way, way, way back 70, in the, 80 years back, sure, in, the back day. in the day. Yeah, so it was Bringing some, the game back to its roots. Is that yeah. what's happening? Yeah, so you know, the Canada team wasn't some big all-star whatever. It was just, hey, well, this particular team represents all of Canada, and they're going to go off and... Yeah, sure, there, yeah, we, there go. we go. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So, yeah, this this all seems very... Uh, very realistic. Okay. Well, then, mm. Duncan, you will have to watch all three movies and give us your... Senior uh, Emilio Estevez correspondent. Mm. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now if they would sign like you know Mm. Kiefer Sutherland and uh, I don't know Judd Nelson is there a Judd Nelson out there somewhere you know we can we can we can hit a couple different movie franchises and uh, you know Kiefer's in town this is very true that's true you know they do film up in Downsview that's true so you know could just do a walk-on I'm pretty sure they'd take him yeah why wouldn't you exactly box office gold right there right there uh-huh. Sell out every home game. A new designated player, perhaps. Ooh. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Did Keanu Reeves ever play soccer? No, he's a hockey guy. Mm. He could probably switch over. He seems athletic. It's Keanu. He can do whatever. Exactly, he wants. that's true. He can do no wrong, and I will die on that hill. So there we go. I yes. Don't give me that. F- mm. ah, don't don't even. No, 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 no. I mean, Bill and Ted were good. I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that, but mm. maybe that Buddha movie, the little Buddha, that was not my favorite. Point Break but was entertaining. Can't deny that. Yeah, Matrix. Yeah. Speed. Yeah. Dude, all the never, John Wick movies. Never, never amazing. watched Speed. Haven't watched any of those either. <gasps> Yeah, yeah. You're hardly qualified to speak on this. Exactly. Story. You really, you have, you have no, <laughs> sir, you have no leg to stand on. I say no leg. I <laughs> More yeah. homework for you. You got Mighty Ducks, <laughs> Mighty Ducks 2, D3. Or was that D2? I, I don't remember anymore. I owned Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on uh, VHS. I watched that a lot back in the day. So, uh, you know. Well, then you should be supporting uh, Keanu just from that alone. As I said, and the, the living by the moral code of that's be right. excellent, be excellent to, to each, each other. other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for the third one. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah. Although, no George Carlin. Mm. Uh, they can CGI him into it, I'm sure. No. No, terrible. I hope they do not. Do not do that. The, the whole concept is about kind of like going back in time and doing this and that. They can totally make a... A, a new Rufus. A, a, a new Rufus. Maybe they filmed it back in the 80s and it's just been sitting it's in It's just been sitting in a vault. <laughs> yeah. it's like a, a Alex b- Winter thought <laughs> yeah. this far ahead. A whole bunch of outtakes from the first two they can put together. And I mean, this is probably how they made the movie. All right, we have these specific outtakes and quotes from Rufus. We've got to build a movie around this. I don't know. I imagine there's been worse ideas An interesting out there. challenge, yes. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> yes. 
All right, so this is now disintegrated into movie chat. So I think on these notes, I'm just as informed about movies as I am about soccer. Hooray! <laughs> I saw Free Solo. It was terrifying. It was good. You so saw what? what? Free Solo. Oh yeah. Free was was it good? It was terrifying. It was like I've never hope, sweated hope as solo? much. No, different kind of solo. Uh, uh, I've never sweated so much in a movie theater watching somebody do something. My hands were clammy. It was terrifying, but it was okay. fantastic. Yeah. Never heard of it. What's it all about? Who won uh, what? In the um, this is a guy who climbs El Capitan in Yosemite National Park, and free soloing yes. is where you don't actually use a rope yeah. or any of it. All right, sure. Um, and it was terrifying, but awesome at the same time. Cool. Well, I'll show you the trailer. I, I imagine... You know, if it had all gone horribly wrong, you'd have known about that, and the movie probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't have ever got made. I, I you know. yeah, probably. But I mean, like, people do solo ascents, and it does. It's it's still. It didn't make terrifying. it any less impressive that no, I, no, that I, I did sure. not have to actually worry that he was going to not be able to do <laughs> it. You know. All right. On that note, we are truly going to end the show for this week. Uh, join us next week when we have an actual TFC match to talk about. Hey. And uh, perhaps two, depending on what day we record. Um, see what other MLS CPL machinations occur. And uh, who knows what else might happen. It could be another short show. You'll just have to tune in next week and find out. I would like to thank uh, the gentleman across the table from me for joining us this week at Duncan D. Fletcher's on the Twitters, uh, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello. Uh, out there on the Twitterverse at uh, Jay Grossi. Just Grossi, I know. Grossi. Uh, Mr. James Grossi for joining us as always and bringing treats. Nah, the pleasure is all mine as always. Uh, as for me... You can find me on the internet at KZ Knowles. Yes, the entire internet. I've been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Toronto, I'm not stretching this anymore. Get used to it. I was uh, It's okay. It happens. I was expecting a longer sort of intro. I know. There's just not that, because I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. We'll think of something. Games. For goodness. Actual soccer. Actual soccer. Outtakes? Do we have any? I've got the little thing uh, to make the outtakes noise. We should have outtakes. I know. I feel very non-outtakey, though. That's Mm. what what you guys get when you have an unbesmirchable professional on the show. There just aren't any of these outtakes to fill the... Oh, is that what it is? No edits need to be made. No outtakes. No No. No edits, no. Hmm. Wow. I feel like I've probably already said too much. He said too much. Fine, I I will make a note of when I should be cutting things out, and I will cut them out. Um, outrageous. This is goes against the whole idea of, eh, yeah, we're just recording one take. I mean, it doesn't need editing. Eh. Yeah, sorry. It, it just I occurred to me that, like, maybe it's not public information. Okay. I don't think I'd seen anything about it. I hadn't. No? Okay, then it might not be public information. Oh. Yeah, this, this uh, if you guys wouldn't mind, it'd be great. Don't put it in the outtakes either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can put that line yeah. in the outtakes. Yeah, yeah. The, there will be the, the, the complaints about the editing and the uh, and the yeah. what have you and that. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. For everyone out there, James Grossi knows something. Yeah, yeah. And that's Grossi all we can Booking. say.
All right. Um. Uh, you have your live from ready to go. I have to say it. Uh, oh, isn't that yeah. Really, uh, oh, okay. That's that's yeah. That's that's the. What am I in, saying? In, in absence of other panelists, the guest panelist does the live Tony. from. Duncan's doing <laughs> tech stuff. I I yeah. have to do the intro. So. I have to say it like Tony too. Live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah give it some enthusiasm. Right. Yeah. Live from Van Halen's 1984 World Tour, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. There you go. All right. I'm expecting some Panama to bust in here. It just might. Panama's going to happen later. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, it'll happen. I'm disappointed. I feel like I got all jazzed for nothing there. Well, it won't be for nothing, will it? Because it's coming later. It's coming later. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. We I promise. I hope this stays. Yes. Anyway, here we go.